Welcome to episode 32 of the Balanced Working Moms podcast. I'm Rena Misha, and I'm so glad you're here. If you're a busy mom like me who's trying to manage it all, you're absolutely in the right place. In this podcast, you'll hear all kinds of ways to make life calmer, more organized, all while you feel more rested. Today, we have a really, really yummy topic. We're going to be talking about something that all of us moms struggle with big time, no matter how young or how old your kids are. I am almost sure that this is going to be a struggle for you. And the yummy topic that we're going to be talking about today is sleep. Ah, sleep. Remember how we used to sleep before our sweet little babies were born? It's probably the biggest thing that I miss, and I'm sure probably for you too. But I don't have to tell you that the struggle is real. And like I said, it doesn't even matter how young or how old your kids are. Because for us moms, sometimes even when we do get enough sleep, it's not a quality sleep. It's very rare for us to feel rested and energized and like we got the day. And sometimes it's out of our control. If one of our kids needs us in the middle of the night, or if you have older kids and they keep us up late talking, whatever it is, it's so hard to get a quality night's sleep. So in today's episode, I'm going to share with you some of the things that have worked best for me to help me get a longer sleep and a more quality sleep. And I am so glad that you tuned in today, my friend, because when your sleep suffers, and you know this, every single part of your life suffers. And if after listening to this episode, your sleep increases, let's say only by a little bit, let's say only by 5 or 10%, and I hope it improves a lot more than that. But let's be conservative. Let's say it improves only a little bit. Just imagine the impact to your life. You're going to feel 5 or 10% better in your life, maybe even more. And that is huge, right? That is a big deal. So thank you for tuning in today, and let's get some better sleep for all of us. Yesterday, I had a day. Can I just tell you, I had such a day. Almost, (laughs) I wouldn't say almost, everyone in my household was in a really, really bad mood. And I wasn't, but I stayed mostly calm throughout the whole day. But can I just tell you that by 9.30, I was no longer calm. I was just fit to be tied. I, (laughs) I was so done with everything. So you know what I did? I did the number one thing that I know that I should never do, and that is I turned on my phone. It was actually for the first time that day because yesterday was Saturday and I do screen-free Saturdays. So it was 9.30 at night and I did it. I looked at social media and this really wasn't a good thing and I knew it going in, especially because my bedtime is 10 o'clock for now. And there it was, 9.30, and for the first time all day, I start scrolling. And I have to tell you, it was nice, and it even calmed me down. I really enjoyed it. It was finally something fun after a really difficult day. But you know what happened. Of course, I was on my phone a lot longer than I'd intended. And at 11 o'clock, I finally get off. I brush my teeth. I wasn't in bed until 11.15, and then you know what happened? 
I get into bed and there was something that I had been stewing about all day. So of course, I start telling my husband what that is. Yeah, (laughs) you can imagine that went over well, right? So then we start fighting and I don't have to tell you that I slept awful. I just, I did not sleep well. I kept waking up throughout the night and sometimes it was for a long time. Maybe it was for an hour, whatever it was. Other times I would wake up, I'd fall back asleep, but it wasn't a good sleep. It was a light sleep. It wasn't the sleep that I needed. And Sunday morning is when I work on my podcast. So when my alarm went off this morning, you better believe I was not happy. I was not in a good mood. And I actually felt so sick that I felt physically ill. You know that awful feeling when you're that short on sleep that you just don't even feel well? You just feel so off. It's not a feeling of tiredness. It's a feeling of literally being sick. (laughs) So that was me. I've since recovered, so I'm able to talk to you now. But in this instance, there was a lot I could have done to have gotten better sleep. And let's talk about it because this comes up, I'm sure, for you too. I mean, this is a common thing. Us moms, we have bad days. We want to relax at night, whatever it is, and we don't get the quality sleep that we need. So I'm curious. Can you spot what I'm going to identify as the one biggest mistake that I made before bed? What was the one biggest mistake that I made? You're probably going to say being on the phone, and I agree with you, but I'm going to make it broader than that. And I'm going to say my biggest mistake was that I did not calm down before bed. Think about it. Usually I go to bed at 10. I ended up stuck on my phone till after 11. That's an hour and a half that I could have used to have calmed down. And I'm going to tell you what my thought process would have been. I would have told myself, it's 9.30, I go to bed at 10, I don't have time to calm myself down, right? But I was on my phone, so I actually did. There are so many things that I could have done to have calmed myself down that would have been so much healthier and so much better for sleep. Let me list them, my friend. I could have done bedtime yoga, right? I could have listened to some soothing music. I could have taken a shower or a bath. I could have read a book. I mean, this list could go on and on. And think about it for you. What kinds of things calm you down? Let me tell you, going on my phone and then having words with my husband? Perhaps not the best thing I could have chosen, right? Do you see how powerful our choices are? Now, far be it from me to judge you or judge myself when we do get frustrated and we end up on our phone at night or doing other things that aren't going to calm us down. Because, you know, we're not perfect. I'm not perfect. I just gave you an example where I totally knew better and I didn't do better. I mean, it's going to happen, but it's worth talking about because imagine how I'd be feeling today. If instead of being on my phone, I had done some of those things to calm myself down. You know, I'd be a different person. I really wouldn't have struggled that much this morning. I would have been able to come on and talk to you and record my podcast instead of waiting until I felt better and all that stuff. It would have been so much better if I had been able instead to calm myself down in a healthier way. So I'm not judging myself. 
but next time I'm going to try to do better, right? I'm just going to try to do better without beating myself up for not doing it, quote unquote, the best way last night. Now, if you need help with this on learning how to calm down before bed, I actually have a whole episode on this. Actually, I probably have a few by now. So go ahead and look in the archives. But the one that I'm talking about in particular was creating a bedtime self-care kit. Because really, the whole reason why we're creating a bedtime self-care kit is to have things to do that'll help us relax and calm down before bed. So if you need help with that, definitely go ahead and give that a listen, and I'll link to it in the show notes. So now let's talk about something else that gets in the way of us moms sleeping. And again, this is whether our kids are younger or older. This happens to all of us, actually, whether you even have kids or not. But let's talk about that monkey chatter that's going on in our mind. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. You know exactly what I'm talking about. All that chit chat where all day we've been running around like crazy people and then we're so tired and we go to bed and boom, we can't actually rest because our minds won't be quiet. (laughs) There's a quote that I want to read you. I don't know who said it, but here's the quote. My bed is a magical place where I suddenly remember everything I forgot to do. How true is that quote, right? It's so true. I'm always jumping out of bed and writing down things on my to-do list. Now, for me personally, I usually don't have this happen when I'm going to fall asleep because I'm usually so tired that I just fall right to sleep. But I wake up in the middle of the night. That's one of my biggest issues. Especially if I'm stressed, I'll wake up and that monkey brain just starts going nuts and I start thinking and I think about things I have to do. Most of the times, I have to tell you, I'm not even upset. I'm just thinking. My mind just will not be still. If that happens to you, first of all, I want to say that's completely normal. It happens to so many of us, especially it seems the more stressed we are, the more likely it seems to happen. And I also want to reassure you that there are ways to deal with it. And I'm going to share some things that I do. They may work for you. They may not. But keep exploring. Keep trying new things. See if they work. At the end of this episode, I'm going to recommend a book you could read. Keep trying to explore how you can get a better night's sleep because it's so important. So first of all, when this happens to me in the middle of the night, I find that the power of suggestion can be very powerful when you're half awake, okay? (laughs) So when you wake up in the middle of the night and you can't sleep because of this power of suggestion, the first thing that I do is I actually just remind myself that I am tired because I find that when I wake up in the middle of the night, I am no longer tired. And that's half the battle. I feel so wide awake and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's 2.30 in the morning. I need sleep, but I don't feel tired. But I find that when I remind myself and I say, you're tired, you need to sleep, that actually helps me. I know that sounds even a little funny. (laughs) And I share with you everything on this podcast, all of my little things, because it could really help you. But especially in the middle of the night, we are so open to the power of suggestion. So reminding myself that I'm tired really helps me actually feel tired. It really works for me. 
The other thing that I do is I have to stop that monkey chatter. And the best way I found to stop that monkey chatter is to say something in my mind kind of over and over again, and that interrupts the chatter. So I may say something like, you're really tired and everything is okay. And I'll just repeat that a few times. And before I know it, boom, I'm back asleep. And of course, the mantra or whatever sentences you're saying can change depending on the day or what you're thinking about. But essentially, you're telling your body and your mind that you don't need to be awake. It's okay for you to go to sleep. There's nothing for you to think about. You have complete permission to go to sleep. So this actually helps me. And I also have some other suggestions. So you can also listen to a sleep meditation. I find sleep meditations to be incredibly powerful. They really can help me fall asleep, or even if I don't actually fall back asleep again, they can really help me just calm down. So even if I'm awake, at least I feel like I'm resting. So I'm a big proponent of sleep meditations. And the author, Sean Stevenson, in his book, Sleep Smarter, he writes, The most important takeaway is that the only side effect associated with meditation is a better quality of life. Don't you just love that? So if you meditate, you have no bad side effect. You just have more joy. So you can't go wrong with meditating at night if you can't sleep. And I have a resource for you that I absolutely love. And it's a podcast that actually has meditations. And it's by one of my favorite meditation teachers. His name is David Gandelman, and his podcast is called The Grounded Sleep Podcast. I found him because he's also on Insight Timer. So if you like him, you can listen to some of his free meditations. And after listening to his sleep podcast, I just feel so peaceful. I feel peaceful. Like I said, most times I fall asleep. But if I don't, at least I feel calm and zen and I'm resting a bit. So that's great. There are also a ton of sleep meditations on YouTube. There's apps like Calm. I mentioned Insight Timer. And a lot of these apps also have sleep music. I actually enjoy listening to sleep music before I go to sleep at night. That's one of the things I do. Like we were talking about calming down. So before I go to sleep at night, maybe for about half hour, I'll turn on a sleep music. And that really helps me get into a better sleep, I feel. It helps me calm down. But again, the quality of my sleep seems better. And finally, I want to add that if you continually wake up in the middle of the night, it's possible that something else is going on here. So you may want to get some help. So it could be a sign of stress. It could be a sign of a sleep disorder. So if this is continually a thing that happens to you, please get some help. Because like we said, when your sleep is better, everything is better. Every part, you know this, but every part of your life is so much better. So please get some help. But if it's an occasional thing, I hope some of these suggestions will work for you. So you can't just stop that monkey mind and get back to sleep. So now let's talk about some small things you can do that will really make a big difference. And this is just for general sleep. Remember, we were talking in the introduction that even if your sleep improves by just a little bit, let's say five or 10%, 
it could make such a huge impact on your life. So I'm going to recommend now some small things that you could do that may have a huge impact on your quality of sleep. The first thing that I recommend is that you get a sleep mask. So I actually heard this advice on another podcast and I thought, okay, (laughs) what do I have to lose? So I bought a beautiful sleep mask off of Etsy and I'm going to link to it below. It's actually so beautiful that I don't even feel funny wearing it. I feel very elegant wearing the sleep mask. It's made out of silk. It has lace on it. It is just beautiful. And I don't use it every night. Some nights my face is covered with face cream or oils or whatever. But the nights that I do use it, I really feel like I have a better quality sleep. I think it darkens the room more and it just helps me. I can't explain why. It really, it just helps me. It's something so simple and so effective and something all of us can do. And it was so successful for me that I also bought one for my husband too. And of course, this is very plain looking. His has no lace, no silk, but he also feels that it gives him a better quality sleep. And that's what it's all about, getting that better quality sleep. And my next tip for you is my absolute favorite. And it's my favorite tip because it is so powerful and it really makes all the difference for me. And I've recommended this to all my friends, everyone, because let me tell you, better quality sleep is a better quality life. And my tip for you is to use essential oils. Now, confession, I don't use essential oils every night because sometimes I have to tell you I'm too tired to load my diffuser. I really want to start loading it earlier in the day so this doesn't happen. But come on, right? Like I'm a busy mom just like you. And it doesn't always happen. But when I take the time to load the diffuser, I have to tell you that the quality of my sleep is incredible. Incredible. It is so much better than it would be if I had no oils going. So here are some of my favorite oils that I use to help me sleep better. So oil number one, of course, is going to be lavender. Lavender is so effective in helping me get better sleep. Interestingly, my daughter says it keeps her up. So just do what works for you. Vetiver is also very grounding. I love it for sleep cedar wood. And I also have a few oils that may surprise you. Eucalyptus is also good or thyme. And the reason why is these can help clear out your nasal passages. I've heard that thyme helps with snoring. There's also a blend I use. It's from doTERRA and it's called Breathe. So I'll put in one of those three oils, either Breathe, Thyme, or Eucalyptus. And this will really help my quality of sleep. I don't know, maybe it's because I snore or whatever. But one of those three oils really, really helps. And then I have another very special oil that I love to use for sleep, and that's chamomile. And that oil is really expensive, but it's one of my favorites. Sometimes I use it in my diffuser if I've had an especially bad day. And it helps me calm down and it just feels like a really nice treat because I don't take it out every time because it is a little more expensive. So that's my special oil that I use for those special occasions, (laughs) special being a really bad day. And you can use these oils in many different ways. 
You can do the traditional way, which is you can put them in a diffuser and have the diffuser go all night. Or if you're like me and you may be too tired to actually get the diffuser set up, you can put a drop or two of oil in your palms, maybe rub them on the bottom of your feet, whatever you want to do. Another option, and I think I'm going to do this maybe right after recording this podcast, is to create a roller ball. So you'll put the oil in a roller ball with some carrier oil, like fractionated coconut oil or whatever you like to use with your oils, and then that'll be easy. That you can just reach for. You can even reach for it in the middle of the night if you wake up. A roller ball is so powerful because it's so easy. I think the key in anything in life is to just keep it as easy as possible. Because if it's too complicated, we're not going to do it. So however you can make essential oils easy for yourself, just go ahead and do it. And I hope you enjoy them and it gives you a much better quality of sleep. All right, so now for my final tip. It's something I've actually never done and I don't have any idea why I've never tried this. But I do this for my daughter since she was little. And we have a sound machine for her. And it just has white noise or even a sound of a stream. It has all these different noises that she can choose from. And it just helps her sleep. It helps her get a good quality of sleep. She loves it. It costs almost next to nothing. And I have no idea why I haven't tried this myself. My husband actually likes to keep an air cleaner on at night. He finds that the noise from the air cleaner really helps him. So I guess maybe we do use that. It's just the actual air cleaner. It's not a fake sound machine. But there's another tip for you. It's so interesting, as I said that, how we do things for our kids, yet it would never occur to us to do them for ourselves. If I wasn't recording this podcast, it wouldn't have occurred to me in a million years to put a sound machine in my own room. And they're cheap, right? And I'm sure there's even an app for it. I probably wouldn't even have to buy anything. But it's so interesting how we do things for our kids, but we don't do things for ourselves. And that goes to that episode that we talked about on self-love. Because why? Why would I never buy a sound machine for myself when I do have this issue where I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't go back to sleep? Just something interesting that I thought of as I was talking to you. So this sleep topic that we're talking about, I have barely scratched the surface of it. It is such an important topic, and I could go on and on with more and more suggestions, but I don't want to make this episode too long, so I'm keeping it with just the things that have worked for me personally. But if this is a topic that you need some help with, I highly recommend that you read a book by Sean Stevenson. It's called Sleep Smarter, 21 Essential Strategies to Sleep Your Way to a Better Body, Better Health, and Bigger Success. And I have to tell you, it is one of the best books on sleep that I've ever read. Really, really good suggestions that are practical. Some of the things that I talked about on this podcast, I got from that book because I bought the book years ago and I read it and I implemented. You know, that's the best book when you actually read it and you implement it. And it's the kind of book that you should probably read every year or so and refresh yourself on some of the tips that are in there so you can keep improving the quality of your sleep. It's an easy read. It's not one of those technical books. And I highly, highly recommend it because, again, sleep is not something we prioritize 
but it's something we absolutely, absolutely should prioritize. Okay, so here's my question to you. Did you find at least one suggestion from this podcast that you can implement tonight? Not tomorrow, but actually tonight. I want you to think about it. Maybe you'll even think about something I didn't mention, but think about what you would like to do tonight to get a better quality of sleep. So tomorrow you'll feel better, you'll feel refreshed, you'll feel calmer when, you know, (laughs) life happens. So go ahead and I want you to implement something and don't wait. Implement it tonight. And tomorrow when you wake up and you feel all nice and rested, I have a favor to ask of you. Would you be able to please leave me a review of this podcast? The reviews make such a difference and I would appreciate it so very much. So thank you for listening. I wish you a beautiful night's sleep and I'll talk to you next time.